lights on. The Combine staying in Indianapolis. Well, well, that's not what we were expecting, now is it? Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today it's good to be with you. Chris Gall joins us now from a Visit Indy. The, the news that is out uh, today, the NFL Combine was put out for bid and here is Indianapolis getting it through 2024. Chris, this is the first time we've seen a, a bid for the Combine. It's Indy that made this thing the marquee event that it is. Take me through the history and take me through the process of keeping this thing in Indianapolis. Well, thanks for having me on, Tony. Yeah, you're right. For 35 years, Indianapolis has cultivated this event, hosted this event, grown the event. As the city has grown, the Combine has grown. And for the first time ever, they put it out to bid, much like they would for an NFL Super Bowl, an NFL draft, or an NFL Pro Bowl. And major cities put their name in the hat. And for the last six months, we've been viciously defending the right to own and, and operate and host this event in Indianapolis. And today at the owners' meeting in Atlanta, uh, unanimously they said Indy for 23 and 24. And so it's a big win. We were a little uncertain if we'd get just one year, and, and they doubled down. They said we have confidence in Indianapolis to keep the event safe and sound. So there's a there's a level of pride and relief uh, from today's news um, from the NFL owners meeting. Talk to me about who we were up against because there had been conversation that they want to move this uh, to a Los Angeles or to a New York where they've got more media and they could bring more attention to it. So who were the cities that were really up uh, for this thing? And what does it take now to be bidding on something that you never had to spend money on? And is it still worth it to the city of Indianapolis? Yeah, great questions and points. Uh, we believe uh, Los Angeles and Dallas were, were two of the front runners along with Indianapolis as they debated where the combine should land for the next few years. We know that uh, most major cities with an NFL franchise expressed interest in December that they wanted to host this, that they wanted to bid. Uh, we were one of those cities first in line. And so as it got whittled, whittled down, it was really L.A., Dallas, and Indianapolis. And, um, you know, those are big franchises, big cities. Um, at the end of the day, though, when you have 35 years of, of a proven track record and a lot of the national media on your side through tweets and posts and, and affection, uh, that, that, that tipped them over, we believe. Um, now, when you look at dollars and cents, five years ago, Tony, the, the combine was about $7 million in economic activity over the duration of the event. And this last year, that rose to uh, $9.6 million in economic activity. Uh, it's it's a strong ROI when you look at the nuts and bolts of heads and beds and, and the facilities being used and the restaurants bustling. And then we had a record-setting 1,200 media credentials from across the United States and even globally here for four or five days talking about the city and the event. So there's a lot of tangential benefits. Um, in addition to having the NFL brass here each and every February, and you know that helps position Indy not only for the combine but maybe for a future Super Bowl again or even the draft. Well, we want to see uh, those kinds of things. A draft here would be a lot of fun. A Super Bowl back at Indy, of course, would be fantastic. Talking to Chris Gall of Visit Indy. Can you give me a number? What did it cost to get this thing? 
So we're, we're pretty sensitive in terms of competition sensitive to, to get this. I'll tell you that it's in, in line with uh, events of similar size, um, a healthy six figures in terms of what we had to raise as a community to put forth uh, to, to make sure that we kept the event here and growing. And those were dollars that were raised outside of, of uh, public dollars. These are dollars that are uh, privately raised by local companies and corporations that care about tourism, that care about the event. Um, would not be possible without the Ursa family and their commitment outside of the bid, uh, just in, in totality, uh, providing advocacy at the, the ownership level and uh, making sure that from a franchise and ownership perspective that, that all the owners there who made the decision understand why Indy. Um, to that end, Tony, one of the legacy projects that we announced today will be a continuation of kicking the stigma, which the Ursa family has put into place. It's mental health and the importance of keeping an eye on that. And so, in 2023, next time we host the Combine, there'll be a legacy project to benefit indie residents who need to understand mental health and the importance of it. Uh, the research shows four out of 10 adults in the U.S. are struggling with mental health, and so we want to help them. And that, that'll be a part of the, the, the legacy project of, in, in, and program, keeping the Combine here in Indianapolis next year. Talking to Chris Gall of Visit Indy, and I said on on the morning show earlier today, yeah, I talk about my my own uh, issues, my my own depression, my own uh, dealing uh, with with suicidal tendencies, and happy to help in in any way. I may not agree uh, with a lot of the politics of the NFL very often, but on this, I agree, and I like to take the moments where we can work together uh, to be helpful. And so I, I I put myself out there to help in any way I possibly can. Um, the the argument that Indianapolis makes for hosting the Combine, when it was all said and done, what was it about the Indy offer that got the yes from the owners? Because what we hear about the owners is, yeah, yeah, kid, that sounds great. How much is in it for me? Right? In the yeah. end, the NFL wants to get paid. I don't necessarily blame them, but it's, it's, it's very, very cut and dry, and the owners really control so much uh, of this league. So what does Indy offer that Los Angeles and Dallas could not offer to a combine? Yeah, it's a great question. And first, thanks. We'll take you up on, on helping with this kicking the stigma campaign. Two, sure. Um, we we focused on one city, one roof, one fan. This is the idea that when you when you meet in Indianapolis, all the hotel rooms connect into the climate controlled skywalks, into the Indiana Convention Center, where the media center is, where the bench press is, where medical evaluation takes place. Same roof, you're connected to Lucas Oil Stadium for on field. We're centrally located on the map. Getting here is easy. Once you get here, it's 15 minutes from the airport. And then these prospects, these 400 student athletes arrive, and they stay in hotels that are climate-controlled skywalk connected to the stadium. IU Health is a two-mile trek up the, up the street, if you will, and you don't need expensive shuttles. You don't need to waste a lot of extra time. You can hit your TV marks in Indianapolis. So we really focused on one roof, one city, one fan, growing the fan-facing element of this, and making sure that it's, it's efficient, efficiently run over a four-day period in Indianapolis. And ultimately, the other cities we are competing with are spread out. You'd have players and scouts and media and owners staying across many hotels, uh, many miles, many shuttles, and a lot of wasted time. The efficiency here in Indianapolis is real, and that's really our calling card. Uh, it, it wasn't about how much money we brought to the table. It's how much opportunity the NFL has to grow the fan-facing part of this and getting more people inside the stadium and more eyeballs tuned into their sponsors on TV. And that was our, uh, that was our case. 